0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast, where you can expand your sustainable and ESG opportunities with insights from leaders in the field. I'm Paul Ellis, your host for these weekly conversations about developments in this fast-growing industry. My guest today is Phil Kirschman, founder of Impact Metropolis, a social network and video hosting site dedicated to the sustainable and impact investing community. Hello, Phil, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast.
1: Hi, Paul. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, it's a real pleasure to catch up with you. Uh, We've talked a couple of times recently about your new venture here with Impact Metropolis. And before we get into your background in the industry, why don't you tell our listeners uh, what your new platform is about and what you're hoping to accomplish, uh, setting it up and, and offering it to people throughout the industry?
1: Well, thanks, Paul. It's a pleasure to um, have the opportunity to sh- to share with folks what Impact Metropolis is all about. Um, it's it's an idea that uh, I actually only thought of after COVID hit, when I was uh, you know, I had left my previous role uh, as chief investment officer at an investment advisory firm called Cornerstone Capital Group, and I was uh, sort of considering uh, just you know where the, the impact investing space is and You know where its growth trajectory might go in the future, and what was holding it back from uh, reaching its potential as a field. And I felt like the opportunity to create something like Impact Metropolis was out there. Uh, There hasn't, to date, as far as I know, been a really good kind of hub uh, platform opportunity for folks to join for free and uh, see a, a chance for people to bring their hive mind, if you will, to aggregate. Uh, all the resources that are out there in the public domain related to impact investing, uh, but which people, generally speaking, unless they're well, you know, already very well versed in the field, might not have access to in an easy manner. So Impact Metropolis is free to join. It's a place where uh, you know, people of all different spectra can come in. Then by different spectra, I mean different levels of financial sophistication, different levels of uh, impact sophistication, different levels of um, thematic interest areas. So you know, we cover, uh, there's a lot, of, <clears throat> a lot of content out there, Paul, and yeah. they're, they're, it's hard to aggregate it and it's hard to filter it according to uh, what your interest areas are, uh, especially when it comes to impact investing. So I wanted to create a place for that. With all the uh, virtual, w- I'm sorry, with all the conferences being canceled and going virtual, I also was personally missing the opportunity to see my colleagues and to uh, collaborate with my peer group uh, by which, you know, typically would happen at these conferences. So with those all canceled, you know, I thought that the space also needed a place to collaborate. Uh, So we're kind of, we're kind of like a 24-7 virtual conference in a way. There's just an endless flow of new content. There's, and there's a hallway, kind of a virtual hallway in the sense of having that community of people who can find each other and you know, sometimes you just bump into people at a hall in a hallway at a conference, and uh, you never know what they what they do. And just talking to them opens up, you know, new doors for you, new thoughts that you you know never uh, you know knew were that you could follow. Uh, so we're we're kind of trying to replicate that in a way at Impact Metropolis.
0: That sounds really interesting, Phil. I know that I've been talking to a lot of folks in the industry during the the COVID-19 quarantine as well about the the fact that we are missing the person-to-person interaction across the industry. Uh, How are you managing that or or setting that up so that both organizations and individuals that want to use Impact Metropolis can take best advantage of those opportunities?
1: Oh, thanks, Paul. Yeah, so uh, great question. And It is a challenge. I mean, I think people are. It's it's funny people are at home now, or you know, not you know, going to the office as much, or whatever. So, you know, they're much more online, or as much or more online than they've ever been. But people also are swamped in ways that they've never been with Zoom calls and different things. Um, so, you know, as as you know, as a media person, it's sometimes hard to get people's attention. Um, so I'm just trying to share uh, you know, the, the fact that the platform is free to join. I hope makes it easy for people to uh, have a chance to pop in and check it out when, whenever they either need something or are looking for something. So for example, if you're uh, you know, a trustee at an investment committee at, at, a, at a foundation, and you have um, certain of your stakeholders coming to you and saying, hey, is our foundation really mission aligned with our investment portfolio? And you're really not clear on whether you are or even what that means necessarily. I mean, you could be a very sophisticated person financially, but not have that impact sophistication at all. You might not know where to go to get yourself up to speed with, with this entire conversation. Um, so Impact Metropolis would be a good place to start. If you know, But for people who are already more deeply versed in it, it's also a place to stay current with everything. So basically I'm trying to ideally create a community which is pretty big, like not just 300 or 400 people, but like thousands of people. And if, if it were to you know, reach its ideal potential, uh, thousands of people who are interested in impact investing from the entire ecosystem range of interest, interested kinds of people. So it could be asset owners, could be you know, investors could be advisors and consultants who are trying to learn or keep up with what's going on in the space, could be asset managers, could be impact measurement people. There's lots of different players who touch this uh, system, this ecosystem of impact investing. So I'd love them all to feel welcome and create this big community, number one. Number two is to have a really interesting uh, range of content available for folks. And so we've been Curating content that's out there and available. And every single day, there's just tons of interesting new content that we come across. It's really more difficult to uh, keep up with it, I would say, than it is to find interesting content. And on top of that, we're also making our own new content. We just did a session on racial equity impact investing earlier this week, which I really enjoyed that conversation a lot with some practitioners who were uh, deeply versed in that uh, space. And then You know, yesterday I did a a session with uh, with a a younger colleague who's a a business school student who, you know, they really just needed a basic investment one on one. So we did that for them. And that's on the site now, too. So there's just that we bring our own content. So community plus content. And then the third major piece is um, is having a platform for folks who are trying to reach that community. Uh, my, My former firm and others like it that are focused on sustainable investing and offering products and solutions for this marketplace of folks who are interested in sustainable investing or impact investing, you know, it's hard for them to grow their businesses. And I think it's also been a challenge with lots of mainstream, uh, more traditional players moving aggressively into the space. Some of those smaller, more committed, more, I will say more authentic kind of players are getting drowned out. So Mm -hmm. I was hoping to create a platform for them to highlight what it is they do, what their best practices are and bring that kind of authenticity and best practices approach to what they do to this audience of folks that they might not have reached before.
0: You know, I was speaking with Michael Young, uh, the uh, Director of Education at uh, US CIF, which you're you're affiliated with and have been for years. Uh, And I was talking with him yesterday about how they are working to get their education platform uh, built out more and 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 give access to many more people whatever phase of learning and understanding they are in uh, the whole universe of sustainable finance and investment let's tell our audience a little bit more about your background could you uh, we you've already mentioned that you were chief investment officer at cornerstone but you're also affiliated with, for example, uh, the Calvert uh, Impact Capital Group. And you all are also still uh, associated with uh, uh, the, the board work at US SIF uh, Foundation, I believe. So give us a little more background on yourself.
1: Oh, thank you, Paul, again. Uh, the, so with US CIF I'm not currently on the board. I did serve on their, on their board for six years, and then I turned off. Um, I finished uh, two terms on the, on their board and and I'm still a member at, at USF and I consider USF a, a really outstanding organization. I mean, uh, the relationship with Impact Metropolis, just to kind of touch on that with USF is, you know, they're doing a lot and I think that uh, their work should be highlighted. That's one of those groups that I think, um, you know, would do well to have a bigger platform and deserve to have a bigger platform. And it's, um, it's, you know, I'm hoping that Impact Metropolis will not be looked at by anyone as a competitor to anyone like US for example. I, I, we want to be a collaborator with US and others that are uh, trying to build the field and promote the good practices that they do and the policy positions that, that US SIF uh, also advocates for on behalf of investors. Um, so, yeah, we want to work with everyone and we want to give more people a chance to learn about US who don't already know them. Okay. Uh, so I'm- I'm glad you raised that. And Calvert Impact Capital, I am still on the board there. I've been on the board there for four years. Calvert, Calvert Impact Capital is, uh, is, is an investment firm. It's a nonprofit investment firm that is based in uh, Bethesda, Maryland. Uh, they, they've got a long track record. I believe they were the first social impact enterprise, if you will, uh, that has offered um, you know impact investing long before the field was kind of renamed into that brand. And what they do is aggregate uh, even very small amounts of investor capital, but sometimes very large amounts. Um, in my in my life as a financial advisor, I was able to direct you know millions of dollars towards them from you know even single investors, but but then also much smaller amounts from smaller investors. So you can you can uh, as an investor uh, invest through Calvert Impact Capital with amounts as low as I think twenty dollars or a hundred dollars. Uh, Really retail level, but what they do, is, but it also is a institutional quality type of investment program with extremely high impact and a uh, and a very a hundred percent repayment history. So they're not FDIC insured, but it does look and feel very similar to a certificate of deposit as their main offering, uh, with extremely high impact, and that folks can direct money back into their own communities. They can invest money into uh, thematic area, areas of interest, like gender equality or uh, racial equity or housing, community development, uh, creative economy. There's a there's a ton of different ways to apply your investments through uh, the outstanding organization that Calvert Impact Capital is. So I'm really, really privileged to, to be on the board there still.
0: That's it, yeah, it's one of the, as you said, Phil, one of the oldest and, and and most deeply founded to impact investment platforms in the industry. And, and I, I love what they do as well. You know, you mentioned a, a few minutes ago, uh, the fact that there are a lot of players in sustainable finance that are from a, actually they're in their second generation, if you will, of participating in and, and being uh, core firms that both uh, asset asset managers, financial advisors, and investors can use and and take advantage of of their firms to get deeply into, or as deep as they want to go, into sustainable investing in their own portfolios or their retirement plans, uh, or or just to gather additional knowledge, as you're you're suggesting, is, is part of the focus for Impact Metropolis. Give us a, an idea of the, the breadth of uh, the types of organizations that are participating on Impact Metropolis.
1: Well, I do believe that um, the field is growing, as you rightly note. And I do think it's, you know, generally speaking, a good thing for everyone to participate. So I, I, I think there's been a little bit of a push and pull in the history of um sustainable investing or socially responsible investing, as it was called, you know, in the first generation, if you will, Paul, like our grandparents <laughs> doing it. No, just joking. Um, it's it's one of those, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, are you pure enough to do this? Or are you doing this in a pure enough way? Uh, is is sort of one way to look at this. And I think that turned off a lot of people initially. And unfortunately, they also uh, relegated the field to kind of this niche uh, marketplace of people who really do get the purpose of being thoughtful about the environment or really do get the purpose of being thoughtful about social justice issues um or just basic good governance i mean those are the those are the uh you know main pillars of envir- of esg environmental social and governance issues and those who authentically cared about those things 20 years ago were, were doing this work uh, but you know there sort of got to be this purity test I would or it felt like there was a purity test or the the word responsible has been kind of shunned I think because uh, lately in the sense that um, you know people didn't like being called irresponsible if they weren't as on board with with certain uh, positions that certain people in the field wanted to take and and so I don't know those kind of internal um, clashes did not help the field to reach its potential, which is uh, Which is sort of changing now, and obviously a lot of the mainstream firms that uh, did, I would say, look down their nose at this space for a long time. Uh, And not just the big firms, but a lot of uh, individual investors and stakeholders on uh, foundation endowment uh, investment committees and family office trustees and lots of people who have control over lots of pots of money that could have been more thoughtful about how they invested over the years basically didn't engage on these issues for reasons of either either not wanting to wade into the sort of political aspects, if you will, of having these conversations about what's important in the world. Um, and so the, those barriers are starting to come down now, uh, which is great. And in a way, the field will never reach its potential unless all those big players come in and participate. But I do think there is a challenge with a lot of those big players coming in now To do it in an authentic manner that really does try to address the same you know the problems that that this field came up to uh, consider and not just you know look at this as a big marketing opportunity and a a new sort of packaging on existing things that are not going to change anything but just make people feel kind of good about you know saying that they did something even when they actually haven't now this this uh conversation that we had the other day on our racial equity Panel, uh, which again I, I do welcome people to to uh, listen to. It was a really terrific panel, very thoughtful experts on uh, racial equity, impact investing. One of the big you know issues is that people are talking about this a lot now, but they're still not moving a lot of money actually, and that's what has to happen. I mean, at some point people have to really start thinking about how do we uh, how do we get more uh, diversity in our asset manager lineup? How do we get more diversity in our workforce? How do we uh, understand how our products and services impact different communities, uh, and, and have a broader scope. And what kind of money are we, and so there's sort of a values-driven issue behind that, but there's also a financial materiality issue behind that. People do better with more diverse um, workforces, and people do better with more diverse leadership. We, I think the studies have all proven that, and yet it's really a challenge to make that happen still. so. I think, I'm sorry, Paul, for the long answer, and I I hope it's not too much of a soapbox but that I'm on here, but I really, really hope that people will, um, you know, do engage this space a lot more. And Impact Metropolis is meant to help people uh, to to learn what they need to learn to get going and do this work more. Uh, But I also really hope that people will do this with an authentic uh, heart in it, and not just do it because it seems like something that a client pushed them to do. And, and so they're going to sort of shut them up with something off the shelf uh, just to accomplish a, a box-checking exercise. That's not going to help anyone.
0: Yes, I, I completely agree with your perspective on this, Phil. I think it's really important that all the players participate at a genuine and real level and dig deep into the analytics of, uh, of this part of the industry, which are becoming more sophisticated all the time. And let me use that as a bridge to uh, ask you, um, you were chief investment officer for Corner, Cornerstone Capital for a number of years. Are there other uh, places or other communities, and even outside of the U.S., that are part of this industry that are doing things differently and in, in ways that we should be aspiring to? Perhaps in Europe, for example.
1: Well, I do think I do think Europe. Is ahead of the United States in terms of understanding the importance of a lot of these issues and trying to find ways to improve the policy and regulatory structure of their uh, financial systems to encourage more of this work. That is for sure, um, especially in the last few years. And I'm I'm not trying to pick on any particular political party, but you know, look if you if we're not going to participate in the Paris Accords, for example. Uh, we're kind of taking ourselves out of the conversation. And, um, you know, we've got to, uh, I think, have all the oars of society pulling in the same direction if we're going to accomplish a lot of the important systemic um, improvements that we're talking about here. You know, climate is a real thing. And people who can't even say the words climate change, I mean, I really think that they're going to be challenged to be relevant other than sitting on a bunch of assets or being a sort of obstacle in the way and maintaining some kind of status quo uh, to their own benefit, but not to the benefit of the world at large. And I don't think that's going to last. Mm -hmm. So I do hope that um, everybody can get on the same page, at least with with, um, identifying what the issue areas are and I, there will be room for innovation around how to solve for those issues. And some people will take more baby steps and some people will take more aggressive steps and some people will be a, a, just a little bit of, uh, you know, turn, the, turn the ship of state you know, this, this number of degrees towards the right direction where other people will speedboat their way into the future. And that's just the nature of markets and people. And uh, it's great to have that kind of uh, innovation and stability both. Um, but I think it's got to play for everyone. And, and by that, I mean the investor community, the asset owners have to be more vocal about what's important to them. And the um, advisors and consultants who serve them have to step up their game to be able to address these important issues for their clients, especially the next generation of clients who get this, uh, in, this information to significantly more easily for whatever reason than their older counterparts I mean there it's not that you know you and I Paul like we're of a certain age at this point you know or at least I am I don't want to speak for you uh, but you know we we're, we're getting to be a little you know of the gray hair side and we do get this uh, work but a lot of people of our generation still don't uh, and you know I, I, the younger generation does though and they they can see climate change and social justice issues are important to the functioning of society as a whole. And to fix this, we're not gonna fix it alone with public policy, and we're not gonna fix it alone with philanthropy and just, you know, throwing more money in a grant making set. And I don't mean philanthropy, I don't, when I say throw more money, I don't mean to sound glib about philanthropy. I mean, philanthropy is critical and important and has to go on in certain areas. But, you know, philanthropy has a certain role to play. It can't solve this whole, you know, set of um, issues by themselves and neither can, Policy, private capital has to play a key role here, yes. and and private capital should play a key role. But it can only reach its potential to play the key role that it can play with the the correct partners in uh, policy and regulatory uh, positions, supporting a level playing field for them to do their work and to be innovative and to allow uh, the uh, the opportunity for their work to flourish.
0: Now, Phil, uh, let's take a moment here and I'm going to ask you to focus on one or two particular firms or stories uh, that you have uh, been uh, promoting through Impact Metropolis or organizations that you are working with that are doing things in in a way that you think is especially positive and helpful to anyone who's interested in getting more involved in sustainable finance. So are there are a couple of stories you could share with us. Uh,
1: there are a lot of folks starting to make their way to Impact Metropolis. And I will say that it's an open platform. And when I said the words hive mind earlier, I really hope for that. There are two kind of main areas of interaction uh, capacity. I guess, or capability on Impact Metropolis. One is is when you first land on the site. You know, we encourage everyone to register. Uh, it's free to register, as I mentioned, uh, but that gives you the ability to see everything on the site and to be able to, you know, join the conversation by commenting on on posts. Uh, if you if you just arrive there, you'll see there's so many players doing so many things. Paul, that's one thing I've really learned since I've had the opportunity to to be. Uh, working on Impact Metropolis these last number of months with it is just the sheer volume of people who are doing so many innovative, interesting things that you know. When I was when I was busy as a uh, chief investment officer, uh, you know, managing a billion and a half dollars at Cornerstone, uh, which is a great firm, and I, and I love what they're doing. But you know, that's that's a that's a full time job doing what I was doing there, and so I really didn't have a chance to um, you know survey the landscape quite as much as I do now and wow I am blown away actually by how many people are doing so many great things including your podcast I mean your podcast alone has covered so many topics paul I'm in, I'm a, amazed by that i mean your podcast alone people could spend a month just listening to all of your uh, biography of podcasts and learn a ton about I, hope what's going do.
0: I hope they do i <laughs> hope they
1: do i mean i just learned one uh, on one earlier this week that you did on uh you know financing gaps and developing markets and that's sort of, yeah that's a very specific area that you know not everyone is going to be able to plug into directly uh, but those who do you know really need uh the kind of expertise that can be brought but you know it's hard to find it so if i can if i can have a platform for for your podcast and for other there's so many great podcasts out there i had no idea how many great podcasts there are i had no no idea how many great speakers there are you know you look at these conferences we used to go to Uh, When conferences were a thing, Paul, you know, back in the day when we had a physical world, um, you know, these conferences were great, but, you know, they were still there was an agenda, there were there was room for a certain number of presenters on each panel and, and there was this like, you know, list of, you know, how many they can do. There's, but in the digital world, there's no limit on that. And there are so many people with so many great things to say. And that, so it's been really fun for me. Like I've been putting together a list of topic areas that I want to cover. You know, we do these, uh, we we sort of assemble these panels too, like the one we did on on racial equity, as I said, or the one on, you know, just traditional investing 101 for those who kind of need that refresher course on the basic building blocks of portfolio construction. You know, we can do anything, and there's so many amazing topics to cover that are not already you know super well covered. We did another panel earlier this month on impact washing, and that was a great panel too, and not a lot of people are talking about that, but this kind of authenticity, you know, need, right. uh, that was a really great panel, and I really encourage people to check that out. We had a professor from Tokyo Institute of Technology that a lot of people probably don't know. A wonderful speaker, who's really uh, holding people's feet to the fire on being authentic about what they claim is being accomplished by you know in this space. And uh, we had uh, uh, Steve Gadecki, who's a consultant who um, worked on the Rockefeller Philanthropy Advisors Handbook that just came out, which is another great resource for. For folks to look at if they're kind of getting started on best practices in the space as an advisor or uh, you know asset manager uh, and others on the panel. Uh, so anyway, I don't want to go through like the list of all of our speakers, but there have been a ton and there are a ton, and I'm I'm really amazed with some of the amazing stuff. And and one other thing I'll say that's really amazing going on is the digitization of uh, so many things that we took for granted as having to be a manual process before. This, right. So I'll just I'll highlight one other organization in the spirit of answering your question, which I, I seem to be going down these roads, Paul, which um, you know you didn't ask me, so I apologize for that. But there, to answer your question, there was another group, there's another group on our site called Your Stake, which is a group of um, Yale graduates <clears throat> who uh, figured out that they can do shareholder engagement in a digitized way, very innovative kind of solution set, which has led them to go beyond shareholder engagement into impact reporting at their portfolio level. And uh, so, yeah, there's just a lot of really amazing things going on that people can plug into if they would only you know have a chance to know what they are.
0: Well, Phil, I think that we've given our listeners uh, enough information about Impact Metropolis this morning to encourage all of them to visit your site. And we're out of time for our program today. Uh, where can sustainable finance podcast subscribers learn more about impact metropolis and how can investors and financial advisors reach you with questions about today's program?
1: Uh, Well, you can go to impactmetropolis.com and uh, go to the desktop version of our site. We also have a mobile app, which I actually think is kind of slicker than the desktop version. Uh, So if you uh, go to your app store or, uh, or Android store, you can, um, you can download Impact Metropolis as an app. Uh, we're open for uh, email uh, introductions at info at And I just want to thank you, Paul, and, and your listeners for, uh, for participating today. And thank you for having me again.
0: Phil, it's been a real pleasure to catch up with you and learn more about what you're doing at Impact Metropolis. Thanks again to Phil Kirschman, the founder of Impact Metropolis, and I hope all of our listeners will visit the site soon. And to all of our listeners, please join us again next week for another episode. I'm Paul Ellis, your host for the Sustainable Finance Podcast.